Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is the ContenderCast. It's Justin Hahnemann. We're shining a light on bright ideas. And today, you guys are going to love our topic. If you love the aviation space, if you like to travel, you are going to love meeting my guest, JB Adkins, who's on the podcast today, and he has launched a company called Go Skyride. JB, it is so great to have you. Dude, it's such an honor to be here on, Justin. I really appreciate having you, man. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Second time's a charm, right? Hey, right, so... <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> little inside joke. Um, all right. So, JB, talk about your company and how in the world you decided to launch this thing. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's You know, aviation has always been a labor of love for me. And, uh, and so, you know, Skyride in particular is uh, essentially a service that lets people book short rides in small planes between airports and major cities. Wow. And so the idea was, yeah, it was kind of seated in, you know, uh, I mean, just LA, man, you know, I'm from here, man, and we've got a major congestion issue. And so obviously with having a passion for aviation and seeing what, you know, companies like Uber and Lyft did for the sharing economy and how they sort of pioneered that concept. Uh, it just felt like the market would be ready for something like this. Um, and so, you know, I was looking at sort of, you know, small aircraft from an arbitrage standpoint. Sure. You know, I'd be at the airport, you know, just flying, man, and, and hanging out. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of people sort of medium high income. You know, they got airplanes, man. You got doctors and dentists and lawyers. Absolutely. You know what I mean, man? Yeah. So they, uh, you know, but they don't fly that often. There are always these unused sort of assets just sitting around. And that was what gave me the initial uh, sort of push to, you know, try to create a platform to give people access to these airplanes for, for you know, uh, a, a, a decent price. I'm not going to say cheap. Sure. I try to stay away from that. We're trying <laughs> right. to get it down. I can talk about that later. But, right. you know, definitely I uh, wanted to open it up to a, a bigger market than is used to uh, this sort of thing. Yeah. So I love this idea. So kind of Uber for the sky. And I've always wondered exactly. at, at some at what point does aviation costs come down where, you know, private aircraft become somewhat more reasonable than private jet aircraft. And you see mm-hmm. companies out there like Wheels Up, you know, you see a lot of advertising for them and whatnot, right? So talk about right, right. how did you how did you kind of get things rolling and started? So you have this initial idea, but how did you get it from idea into like, okay, now we actually have something here? Right. You know, that's an interesting one too, Justin. Uh, I actually started you know, this has been like a four-year journey just to get to this point to where we're actually wow. getting some takes time. Uh, yeah, it takes a long time, man. I mean, you've got so many factors uh, just in the aviation business. you got the FAA you're dealing with, you're dealing with DOT, you're dealing with local municipalities, you know, the city, the state, you know, you've sure. got noise ordinances, you got airports. So there's a bunch of moving parts, man. And on top of that, you mentioned something, I, you know, I just want to touch on briefly. Yeah, you mentioned sure. like for the skies. You know, Uber for the skies is sort of how we you know, consumers understand it to be that way. Right. But we actually operate and, you know, we're, we're regulated like an airline. Sure. I get so that. You know, professional pilots, the airplanes have to be, you know, up to a certain, uh, they have to meet certain requisites and stuff like that. So, uh, but for folks who aren't used to sort of how aviation works and its right. nuances, yep. uh, it's easy to just say, hey, this is the Uber for the skies because you can, you know, it's tech enabled, obviously. Right. Tech- but there's so much way. more that goes into it, right? Flight plans. I mean, exactly. equipment's right. a little different. I mean, you know. Exactly, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. So, uh, but I mean, you, the, the idea, 
you know, back in 2014, man, I, uh, you know, sort of looking at Uber and they were really popping at that time. And I was like, man, all these unused inventory, like, what can we do with these assets that are just sitting at the airport? So the, in the beginning, I, you know, we initially set out to build a platform to just sort of aggregate the demand. So I was just trying to take a bunch of what we call in the, in the business 135 operators. Those are essentially um, charter companies that are, you know, they've been blessed by the FAA to be able to basically take people's money in exchange for transporting them from A to B. Without that, you can't do anything. You can't move without that. So my initial idea was to take these 135 operators who are operating small airplanes uh, and, and just sort of bring them together on this platform and sort of be like a marketplace for them just to facilitate flights to these companies. But that was challenging because without boring you guys with the details, you know, these operators, man, are, they're very mom and pop-ish. Sure, of course. Their interests were all across the board. So some of them would be doing tours, they'd be doing flight instruction, and then you'd have a, an operator in San Jose, right out here on the West Coast, sure. and they would charge, for, for, for one airplane, they would charge $900 an hour, and then you go to San Diego, and for the same airplane, that operator charges, you know, 300 bucks an hour. So it's just, it's, <laughs> wow. it's consistent. Yeah, man, so it's crazy. So, I mean, we, you know, I spent like, I don't know, man, probably two and a half years just trying to figure out how we were going to get a part 135 certificate because it typically takes like four or five years wow. just to get to the waiting list of all the people who are trying to get one through the FAA. Sure. And then on top of that, you got to have your stuff together when you're finally ready and you finally, you know, are at the front of the queue. Uh, you know, you got to kind of, it, it's crazy, man. There's so much finessing going on, dude. I don't want to bore you guys with the details, man. That, that's, that's <laughs> Love it. Dream. It's a lot, dude. It's a lot. I'm sure. All right. So I so it's a little bit different though than you know I pick I need a car. The car is pulling in this and it's close by, so I request it and get it. So I mean, but in a plane, you know, if I'm taking a plane from L.A. to San Diego, then there needs to be a return trip or another rider that wants to go somewhere from there, right? I mean, that's the model. And so there's a lot of logistics and planning that would have to go into that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. And honestly, you know, that's the part we're still trying to figure out. And that's why we decided to just keep it here in LA and to own the certificate because sure. we're trying to aggregate and, and facilitate flights to a bunch of different people it can be a logistical nightmare. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? so you're right. There are a lot of things that go into it. You've got flight planning, you've got, you know, crew reps and, you know, pilots can't fly over a certain amount of time every day. They, in, in fact, they can't even be on duty. So if the pilot comes in to work at 5 a.m., right? It, at, at whatever time, at 3, they're cut loose. You can't, you know what I mean? So there's just, there are a bunch of nuances that, um, you know, that are involved in, a, like I said, a bunch of moving parts, man, that make it tough to kind of be on demand in the same sense as Uber. Sure. But that's where I feel like we're going to win because we're, we're really working on innovating in that area right now um, and just sort of streamlining the process so that consumers don't even have to think about that. We really do want it to get to a point where they can book on demand. And we try now. I mean, you know, a lot of customers will book within an hour, right? And we'll just, you know, we'll kind of facilitate everything manually. Um, obviously, they're booking through the platform, GoSkyRide.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting there, man. And you're right. Like the return flight, all that stuff is, uh, you know, unfortunately, we, we, you know, it, it's tough because those the cost of doing stuff like that falls on the customer. I mean, we got to get an airplane back and we don't have anybody. It's like, okay, well, we got to kind of, you know, we can't, we can't lose that much money on it. You know what I mean? That's it's right. Just, no, I mean, I think, and that's a, a part of aviation. A lot of people don't understand necessarily is when you fly private, it's, if it's your own plane, it's one thing, but you know, if you're going one, to one place for a week, that plane 
then has to go back somewhere and spend fuel and crew time and all of that. And so if there's nobody on it, that expense falls to the person that took it in the first place. So exactly, man, you're right. That's the thing, man. (laughs) You know, aviation, because of all these uh, sort of nuances and and challenges, it's been one of the slowest industries to adopt and innovate an innovation mindset. And so that's where I feel like we have a tremendous opportunity because, you know, we're young, we're trying, and not all of us. I mean, you know, I've got advisors and a team that are very experienced in this space and have a lot of domain expertise specifically regarding aviation and training and all sorts of, you know, all sorts of factors. No um, question. But I just feel like it's a big opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So talk about like, when do you hit the tipping point where it's like, it goes from idea and cool concept, we're trying to work it out to, okay, we got something here. We're making revenue. We've got gr- growing business uh, base of customers. Like, where is that for you? Yeah, man. Well, I, I could, you know, just kind of back to how we started. Um, you know, I put out an ad on Craigslist, man, to be honest with you. That was like 2014. Yeah. It was just like, hey, uh, we've got an airplane here. We've, and, you know, I didn't say anything about like part 135. I was, I'd reached out to an operator that I knew. I was like, hey, I think I'm going to try this thing. I haven't built anything yet, but, I, you know, just be be on standby for me. Like, we might get some flight. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I just threw an ad on Craigslist, ripped a picture off of Google of a nice-looking little airplane, one of the ones we flew. Sure. Um, and was basically like, hey you know, we'll fly to Vegas, San Diego, San Francisco, wherever. And uh, I forgot what rate I put on there. I was like, hey, just reach out. And dude, we, in the first two days, brother, five grand in revenue. Wow. People were just calling out. Yeah, first two days off of Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> oh, thanks, like, Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist, bro. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a big opportunity here. I think people are ready for this. Um, because, you know, the idea was that the initial idea started in high school, man. So I'm actually a pilot myself. And so in high school, when I was like a senior, right, I just got my pilot, my private pilot's license. And, uh, and I grew up in a little town in, uh, out, outside of Atlanta called Columbus, Georgia. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, where I live here. I'm an Army brat. Yeah, yeah. No kidding, man. Just down the road, Columbus. Yeah. Yep. No kidding. So what? Are you in Atlanta? Of course. That's where I'm calling you what? from. <laughs> no kidding, man. I knew I re- That's crazy. I knew I recognized the 404. That's the 404. <laughs> Oh yeah! I'm looking oh my at it. god! Crazy. This Sorry, is live man. on the podcast too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew it, up man. down in Columbus, the home of Aflac. Down yep. in Columbus. Yep, yep. Fort Benning, man, right outside there. Fort Benning. And, you know all the preppy kids. They probably in Atlanta too, man. Everybody heads down to <laughs> Panama City Beach and Destin for spring break. I, I know that's so right. That's like what? Like a five-hour drive, right, from Columbus. Sometimes like six or seven hours. on the holiday week. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. So. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. So that was when I decided, hey, you know, I need to build hours anyway, right, in experience. So I just turned up a bunch of flyers and started handing out to my buddies. and was like, hey, I can get you to Panama City Beach in like an hour and a half, and it's like 50 bucks a seat. I was like, I got three extra seats in the airplane, 50 bucks a person, I'll take you down there. Wow. So, Who wouldn't take that? But, dude, I, but that, you know, I was a naive kid, man, you know, 17, 18. I didn't understand the rules. And you could have, you could have charged for more than 50 bucks, though. I mean... <laughs> That's right, cheap. right. It was funny, man. I mean, back then it was utility. I was like, oh, I can basically just fly for free. You know what I mean? I just wanted to fly. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, fast forward eight, nine years later, and now I'm making five grand off of Craigslist ads. Right. It's like, wait a second. Like, there's a big opportunity here. So just sort of kicked off the journey. And, you know, we started trying to build software and outsourcing. And I, mean, I could go into that too, man. Just all the pitfalls and the lessons learned from just Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that in a minute. Yeah, we're definitely gonna hit on that in a second. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Man. So then how did you get uh, to California and decide, you know, LA is the market for this? Well, you know what, man? I had been in California already, so I went to uh, a school down in Florida, uh, nonetheless, called Embry-Riddle Aeronautical yeah. University. And no question. And, uh, you know, Great place to learn yeah, to fly? Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good spot, man. So I went there and worked on my advanced ratings, and I had a full-ride scholarship from the military, man. I had a Marine Corps scholarship, and after the first year, I was like, you know, I don't really think, you know, I love my vets. You know, I grew up in the military family. My dad's a retired officer. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I really want to embark out on my own and do something entrepreneurial. That's what I always wanted to do. And so I left Embry Riddle and uh, moved out to LA and, you know, tried to start a string of businesses, uh, but was always thinking about this concept. And so I'd already been out here when I started uh, Skyride for about, I'd been out here for a good eight years and kind of was, you know, soaking up the market and looking at what was happening. And, you know, obviously Uber was a big deal in LA after San Francisco and New York and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, LA, the congestion problem is a big deal here. And I think we have an opportunity to, you know, sort of solve a real problem as opposed to just being another, you know, a better mousetrap. Because a lot of charter companies, you mentioned like Wheels Up, I'm not throwing shade on any of these other companies, but a lot of these companies are just better mousetraps, man. They're not really solving a specific problem. And, and what I hate about the charter business, Justin, is that oftentimes, especially when you get into like jet charters, they're more competitors then there are clients who can actually afford the service. Of course, of so it's course. Like you're comp- it, it's impossible to really carve out, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, man, like some market share, right? Because there just aren't enough people who can afford it. So I knew I had to find a way to solve a real problem and make it really, really, really cost-effective so that we could reach out to the mass market. And I figured leveraging the traffic problem and tapping into that conversation would be the best way to do it. On top of the fact, that the airplanes we fly, which are all single-engine airplanes and helicopters now, they're all really efficient at short distances. So you can take a flight, you know, from, let's say, in, in California, we've got, you know, it's very spread out here in L.A. especially. And so you've got, like, yeah, so like Santa Monica, the Long Beach, that drive can take you two hours, whereas, you know, you go to Santa Monica Airport, everybody in Santa Monica is within five miles of Santa Monica Airport. And then you take that flight down to Long Beach, and now suddenly it's a, a 10 minute flight. You know what I mean? And we could, that flight is, you know, 80 bucks, man. It costs us. You know wow. I mean? So that's pretty uh, reasonable. That's pretty yeah, it cool. is. That's what I'm saying. Man. Pretty, I think cool. We can really scale out, you know, and, uh, just, just sort of stay focused on the problem we're solving and, and be disciplined about that. Ah, that's, I think that's a great lesson for sure for any entrepreneur out there staying focused. Right. So what are the, what's the, what's coming up for you guys? What's the key to growth? Like next six to 12 months, man, dude. So, We've got some exciting news, man, just regarding like trying to reduce the friction. So right now, like I mentioned in the beginning, Skyride, you know, we got an MVP up at GoSkyride.com. So that's just a web platform where people can go and, you know, just book a flight from one of the 13 airports in LA. What we're working on now is trying to set up, not even trying, we're doing it. <laughs> we're already, it's, the ball's rolling. It's dealing with the municipalities and the city and, and all that. Uh, we're setting up what we're calling Skystops, which are essentially airports. Right. So they're like these strategic heliports and they're, you know, spread out throughout, you know, the city. So we're working on getting two of them certified by 2019, August 2019. So it's a year and some change. Uh, and instead of, so let me, let me back up. Instead of going to the airport, right. And driving to the airport and hopping on a small plane, going to the other airport. Now you can just find the sky stop, right. Nearest your house and then take a helicopter to the sky stop nearest where you're going. 
So we're trying to build a new infrastructure for this thing, man, and really focus on what is deemed urban air mobility and try to make it really, really, really frictionless for people to get, um, you know, around cities. You know, we're just trying to fundamentally change that, man. Dude, I like like that. Urban air mobility. I haven't ever heard that phrase. I like that. It's crazy. So it's like, you know, companies like Uber and, you know, Kitty Hawk, you know, the Larry Page back company, they're all talking about urban air mobility right now. You know, obviously with Uber is trying to get into the flying taxi space with Elevate and all that. And he's invested, I mean, Lord knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars into it. Uh, but I, I think we have a big opportunity with Skyride specifically because we're taking really practical steps as opposed to just focusing on the future and trying to push for new regulation, which is, I mean, that takes years and, you know, lobbying and all this other stuff. We're just trying to focus on what we have now so that we'll be in a prime position to make a seamless transition to the newer technologies in the year. Like the autonomous drones and everything. That's what, that's what everything, that's where the market's moving. So it might be another 10 years off, but hopefully by then we'll have a user base and regulatory trust already baked in, man. That's pretty awesome. Well, I know, you know with, with any company, there's always lessons learned. With a company in the aviation space, I know you've had a lot of lessons learned. We talked about a couple of those before the podcast. So share two or three of those with our audience. I think they would be fascinated to hear some of the big challenges you've had to address. Wow, man. It's, dude. <laughs> And that one always stumps me, man, because it is, you know, it's like, <laughs> so, there's so many. I guess, I Let's guess see. I, I, I'm guessing here, uh, yeah. determining the right pricing model, um, technology and infrastructure, uh, approvals from the government. <laughs> oh, my bro. And that one's bro. Like never ending right there, man. The last one you mentioned, my goodness. Um, you know, I, okay, I, I think I've got, I think I've got two Justin. All right, uh, I'm ready. The first one would be, I think this is more of like a personal lesson. Like, I don't know if it's a lesson as much as it is like a rule or a principle, but like be obsessed, man. I think especially in a business like this, you've got to be obsessed and just be disciplined and stick with it. We're four years down the road, man. It's now starting to get real traction. Wow. Just, you know, getting all the regulatory hurdles here. It's not a quick thing, you know? Bro, it's crazy, you know? Pitching investors and, you know, all this other crap, man. It's just, you know, it's just, it's like, ah, will we ever get there? You know what I mean? I mean, I've fallen into many a depression, you know, just trying to figure out if, I, if I've got, uh, you know, the, the build for this, if you will. So um, I think that helps with that, you know, just knowing like, you know what, this is what I was born to do. And I know it sounds really cliche, but I've, I've literally been doing this since I was a kid, man. Like I've been trying it. No like, question. You know what I mean? No, Always listen, I, man, I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and the like. one of the key themes from those that are, the most successful are the ones that love what they're doing. They, they're passionate about the product or the service they're offering. It's not, right. just, it's not just something they're doing every day. Like they love it. You love flying. Yes. Oh, by the way, and you started a company around it too, right? Right, man. Totally, dude. It's crazy. It's <laughs> I love crazy. it. I love it. Well, yeah. okay. All right. So where can our audience find you, engage with you guys, maybe book a ride, check it out? How do they get involved? Yeah. Totally, man. So, I mean, right, I wish we could get all the listeners, you know, some sort of... Uh, <laughs> right now, it's only the LA area, we'll be, though, right? <laughs> I know, right? We're only in LA right now. You know, we're, we're, we're almost there, man. We're trying to scale out. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're just trying to do it right. Yeah, uh, hey, I think that route from Atlanta down to Destin and Seaside would really be busy. <laughs> you know, we might have to revisit that, man. I'm, I'm telling serious. you, man. Remember people going down there? Woo. Yeah, dude. 
treacherous <laughs> drive, man. I remember making that drive. You got to go through Alabama, yep. hit, hit the Gulf Coast. It's no joke. It's a long it's one. Close. It's a long one. All right. Yeah. So how do, where do I, where do our audience find you and how do they at least try out the service and check it out? Totally, man. So the audience can go to ghostskyride.com and it's stylized S-K-Y-R-Y-D-E. Um, so ghostskyride.com. We've got a little booking. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. We've, uh, we've got an MVP up. So, you know, a web app that we've been, uh, you know, just improving on. But right now, you know, if you're in LA or on the West Coast, you can book from, you know, between the dozens of airports in uh, LA, Orange County, or North San Diego. Um, so we're looking at San Francisco for our next move right now. Uh, they've just got an ordinance against like, helicopters nobody can land in the city so we're trying to just you know sort of work through things like that uh with, with hopes to scale you know in the very near future man the cities with uh congestion problem. i know atlanta out there man at 85 for us dude <laughs> you could have I'm yeah i mean I, I can tell you a couple of helicopter routes here alpharetta to this down to the airport oh. <laughs> it's crazy anyway people that are not from atlanta have no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> but uh Dude, JB, it has been awesome having you on the podcast, man. I'm excited to see where Ghost Sky Ride goes. Thank you so much, Justin, man. We've got a link up, man. I look forward to getting you on a flight here. I can't (laughs) wait. I'm in. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on The Contender Cast. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.